back from our first break on our hour show. It's exciting. <laughs> a second half. That's pretty cool. So that's my first time ever doing a we'll be back after this break. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, a real quick shout out again to our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Otmos Pizza. You guys are absolutely amazing. So thank you for letting us be here and talk about kicking cancer cares. So you said that you wanted to touch on, um, kind of pick up where we left off after the break. Yes. <laughs> so I usually bring you something that is um, slightly shocking. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had you last slightly. time. Slightly? <laughs> oh, come on. It's always very shocking. Well, last time, actually, I just speech this a couple times. Mm-hmm. But So from this article, and again, this is a, an AARP article. It's December of 2019, so it's a relatively new article. Yes. And there's a spot in here where there's some, like, questions. Mm-hmm. So the question here is, so how much meat is safe to eat? That's a good question. The Actually. whole article is about red meat, right? Yeah. So what the answer says is the World Health Organization has identified processed meat like pepperoni or bacon as a, as a carcinogen. There's no benefit to eating any amount. Okay. Okay. So really? from, from that statement. No benefit of eating bacon? I know. I, I just ruined your whole day. You kind of did. <laughs> Sad. I know. I mean, it makes sense, though. So, so um, there's another book that I brought in here before called Crispy Cancer. Oh, yes. Chris Wark is the author of this book. He was diagnosed in his, in his early 30s with colon, stage 4 colon cancer. Okay. And he beat it wow. with what we're talking about. Okay. And everyone told him to do chemo, and he said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he kind of went the opposite direction. And he was worried that if he didn't make it, everyone would mock him. Right. Like he should have gone the other direction. Right. But he's made it, and so he's actually helping other people. That's so awesome. in one section of this book, I want to bring a couple of statistics up that back up what that just said. Okay. Okay. So the first one is a study from 2005. So again, relatively recent. Yeah. It was done at the University of California, San Francisco. So it's local. Mm-hmm. And what it, it proved that the progression of early-stage prostate cancer can be reversed with intensive diet, lifestyle changes, specifically a low-fat, whole foods, plant-based diet with exercise and stress reduction. Okay. Everything that kicking cancer talks about. Yeah. Right? Yes. The other one, in 2006, exact same group of researchers, they did a similar test with breast cancer cells and after 12 days on a whole foods, plant-based diet with daily exercise, the woman's blood stopped the cancer cell growth between 6 and 18%. Wow. That's a big percentage. So by doing nothing more than more plants and daily exercise, there was up to an 18% reduction in cell growth. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. With no medication, just... Just the way you eat and exercise. Right. Okay. Right. The last one that's going to kind of make you sad. <laughs> in 2015, 800 scientists got together and the World Health Organization released the fact that processed meats, which includes bacon, sausage, ham, corned beef, canned meat, and jerky, as a, cla- as a group one carcinogen. What's a carcinogen? That might be silly, but... That's okay. That's a good question. Okay. Because the next sentence says, that means these foods directly cause cancer. Oh. So a carcinogen, a group one carcinogen, directly causes cancer. So there was enough evidence 
from 800 scientists to prove that all this stuff directly causes cancer. You know what I grilled on my barbecue last night? Bacon? A whole package of bacon. <laughs> you know, I'm just ruining your world, aren't I? <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> the other thing they said was that... Um, Oh, it says about, <laughs> this is going to reinforce what you just said. So it says, two strips of bacon increases your risk of colon rectal cancer by 18%. All right, I'm sold. I'm throwing it away. <laughs> um, then it said red meat, which is the other stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. That's a group two carcinogen, which means that, that there is limited evidence that indicates that it causes cancer. Okay. So they don't have enough proof. Right. When we talk about causation, correlation, there's enough correlation but not enough proof that it's, in a, it's a group two. Okay. Um, but the last one I thought was really intriguing was in 2014, they studied middle-aged Americans between the ages of 50 and 65, which Victoria and I both qualify for that group. Okay. I know middle-aged. I was like, I thought I was middle-aged, but no, I'm not. No, you're still not. <laughs> okay. I, here I am. I'm middle-aged. So who reported eating high-protein diets? with more than 20% of their calories coming from animal proteins, were four times more likely to die from cancer. Whoa. That's kind of scary. Yeah, because the keto diet's really popular right now, <laughs> actually. Um, Way, and, and it's all meat. <laughs> well, meat and fat. And yeah. And so uh, I actually personally did it for a while, and I ate a, a lot of, I would just eat meat mostly. I would just eat my meat, and, and I turned to bacon a lot because it, was I was told it was really good for the keto diet, and so go so, ahead. And, and the keto diet works for losing weight, but, but not your health right? benefits. So the last thing it says, but those who ate a plant-based diet did not have any increase. Diets high in animal protein is typically also high in saturated fat. So... Well, we've talked about numerous times. We had Danny Warren here as a guest. We've talked about the guy who started the whole Juice Plus thing. Yeah. I always tell the listeners, if you don't know anything about Juice Plus, and we've talked about it on a couple of episodes, but basically you're supposed to get 13 servings of food a day. Mm -hmm. The cost for 13 servings of food is probably going to run you like... Food or vegetables and fruits. Sorry, thank you. 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. Mm -hmm. But that's going to cost you... Twenty, thirty dollars to try Easy. those those little capsules, two dollars fifty cents a day, mm -hmm. and you're getting your thirteen servings of fruits and vegetables. Wow! So we know that we should get it. Mm -hmm. We just can't, or we don't, and it's just easy not to. And I know that Victoria and I have both been using Juice Plus for a long time because I can't get thirteen servings. I can't afford to get it. How? Yeah. But for two dollars fifty cents a day. I can get 13 servings of fruits and vegetables, and now I can actually have a more plant-based diet. Right. Okay. That helps with that. Okay. So there's your shocking. Four times more likely to die from cancer. That's, that is, I probably need to reevaluate my diet, unfortunately. <laughs> um, well, it, you know, it was, it was interesting for me when I read that because yeah, everyone loves bacon, right? Bacon's yeah. good. Um, and not to totally gross you out. <laughs> But we had a speaker for us a couple years ago, and he talked about bacon. And he said the reason bacon is so good is, one, pigs don't sweat. Mm -hmm. So all those toxins that should be leaving their body stay in their body. Mm -hmm. And pigs eat the garbage, right? So yeah. they're bottom feeders who don't sweat, and all those toxins stay inside the meat, mm -hmm. which 
amazingly tastes great, but it's why it's not really good for you. No, yeah, actually, most of my family does not eat meat or does not eat uh, pork in general for those reasons. And yeah. so maybe I need to hop on that ship <laughs> sooner than later. <laughs> So I, I just, it's, it's intriguing to me that all this has been a shift for me in the way of thinking, right? Yeah. And, and like Victoria said, habits are hard to change, people's human nature. But it was in that summer of 2018, and I still remember Brenda flew home. It was May. She flew home. And I called her, and I said, you know what you're doing to stay alive has actually helped some friends of mine. They've made some changes in their life. I said, why don't we just share that? So she flew back in July, which is when we formed Kicking Cancer. It was named different back then, but it was Kicking Cancer. But it was about that exact same time that we were doing our very first seminar. I just needed some money to make it happen. Yeah. And this gentleman gave me a check for $500, which covered the cost for that seminar. And I had some extra shirts back then, so I gave him one as a thank you. And he called me about a week later, and he said, I have a really good friend who's beaten cancer a couple times, will you take her a shirt? I'm like, you just gave me $500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take her a shirt. Yeah. But he said, well, my friend is the vice president of the U.S. Bank. She worked on Ladden Bush. So by human nature, I allowed that title of vice president to scare me. Right. I, I didn't that. know who she was. Yeah. And she was the vice president. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I still vividly remember, I pulled up next to Ladden Bush Really nervous to walk in. Mm-hmm. And I just said to myself, Baron, put on your big boy pants and go in there and find her. Because that guy just gave you some money and he's helping you. Mm-hmm. And give her a shirt. So I walked in. And if you've been in Latin Bush, she's got a big, huge lobby, right? Yeah. I don't know where she was at. I had to ask him where she was at. And she had a cubicle back in the corner. And so I'm nervously waiting there for her to come out. And she <laughs> comes around the corner. And I said, you don't know me, but your friend asked me to bring you a shirt. And that's how I met Victoria Shin. Okay. But her version of that story is a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like me to share that? I would love you to share that. Excellent. So I'm sitting at my desk, and one of my coworkers pops her head around the corner and said, Victoria, there's a gentleman out here who says you don't know him, but he was sent to you by somebody that you know, and he needs to talk to you. And I'm thinking... Okay, all right, thanks, Louise, I'll be right out. And so I come around the corner, and here I see this guy with his pink, hot pink (laughs) t-shirt, huge smile. He's big in his presence, just this aura around Baron. If you don't know him, I hope you get to meet him one day. Go online and see him. He just exudes positivity. He does. And so I look at him. Now, he was a little intimidated by my VP title, which is funny now that we know each other so well, (laughs) because I was intimidated by this big presence. I'm like, ah, what does he want? This is going through my mind. So I smile, shake hands, you know, and he explains to me why he was sent to me. And he has this hot pink T-shirt for me, which happened to be T-shirt that he has on right now. You can't see him. Um, that you had from the Warrior Dash, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so he explains to me kind of what they were doing and who he is and how his sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. And he was aware that I had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. I think it was the year before. It was the year before. Anyway, um, and so we had that commonality, and I'm thinking, okay, there's some common denominators here in addition to the friend that had sent you my way. And so I said, okay, so what are you doing? And he said, well, he said, my, my desire right now, my vision is to have a million pink T-shirts marching in Washington, D.C. to share our message of kicking cancer and cancer prevention. I said, 
oh my gosh, in my mind, it's going through, I love parades, I love marching, I love Washington, D.C., okay, I'm there. I love hot pink. I love the donkey that's on the hot pink t-shirt. I'm with you. You tell me where we need to be. That started our relationship. And from there, we just continued to connect. Baron kept stopping in. He'd call. I'd call him. We'd kind of share ideas. And all of a sudden, four years later, he has this phenomenal path that we are all on together. Oh, sorry. Get emotional. <laughs> um, those of you out there that know me, you know I get emotional. I have a lot of passion inside of me. And this is just one of those things that is so amazing as to how we're here. And so I've met Brenda m- multiple times over the last four years with Baron, And Brenda is, just as I mentioned earlier, an amazing person. She's an amazing spirit. She has so much encouragement. You talk about bacon, and I'm going to be honest with all of you on on the air today. I had two pieces of bacon today this morning. <laughs> I don't, we hardly ever eat it. I happened to meet a friend for breakfast and I thought, I'm splurging today. After Amanda what, had a whole pack last night on the grill. Well, that's <laughs> pack. I split it with my husband. Well, I don't blame you. It's just so good. But you know, as you continue talking about this, and I was diagnosed 2016 with metastatic breast cancer spread to my liver and bones. Uh, stage four, it's a catastrophic diagnosis. My mind went to an immediate business mode of, I got to get through this and I'm going to beat it. Well, backing up, people right now today will meet me and say, Victoria, you are so sick. I never thought of myself as sick. Not in denial. I knew I had cancer, but I thought, I'm going to get through this. And so I pulled all the pieces together that I felt would be helpful, asked the doctor, okay, as I'm going through chemo, I probably need to stop eating sugar, um, fats. And he said, no, not while you're going through chemo. And I said, what? I've always heard that that you're not supposed to eat sugar. He said, well, there's theories behind that, but he said, what I will tell you is you're going through cancer. You need to eat anything and everything that tastes good or, or you can consume because he knew and I knew the reality is most people get really sick and can't eat yeah and I said okay so I kept the calories on and we got through 10 months of chemo had my first pet scan went in for a a consultation regular chemo treatment that day doctor smiled and said your pet scan came back with no hot spots I said that sounds good great um she said it's really good and so she talked a little bit further, and I said, okay, and I'm looking at my watch thinking, I've got to get across the hall for my chemo treatment. And I said, I'm sorry, doctor, but I need to, I need to get across the, I mean, I know you can tell them I'm coming, but she said, no, we're not doing chemo today. My heart just sank. I thought, oh, my God. Why? Because I didn't understand the no hot spots. And she said, we're taking you off of traditional chemo. You don't need it. We're going to put you on a daily regimen that's a hormone blocker, and that's what you'll continue taking, and then we'll monitor you every three months, and we're just going to go forward. And I just sat there. What just happened? And I said, who's going to monitor me? So now I'm being released from this catastrophic diagnosis to what? I will share with everybody, I've had 14 clear PET scans (laughs) as of two weeks ago. Thank you. Fourteen clear. Met with the oncologist. She looked at me, put her hand palm out in front, and she said, Victoria, she pointed to her palm, and she said, I have this many people with your diagnosis that are ever in the spot that you're in right now. Congratulations. And keep up the good work. So I'm here to share with everybody, get in the fight, stay feisty, 
find your resources and get out there. And Baron has, he stepped in after my treatments and such, but it's interesting how paths cross and people are sent to you at the right times. Mm -hmm. And he was at the right time, his sister was at the right time, and forward, going forward, I thank you, Baron, for keeping this alive, because you are helping an amazing amount of people worldwide. And it's only going to get stronger. And we're in the fight, and it's going to take a lot of us to change mindsets, um, because there's a lot of things running against us um, that we've built over decades. And we now have three to four generations, well, more than that, five generations probably that have been immersed with this, um, in uh, with the new way of eating after World War II that you shared earlier, as far as the ease and convenience factor of food. And it's a mindset. It's a change. I was forced into that. When you have cancer, it doesn't mean you have to shift diets. You have that opportunity to do so. I have done it, I'd probably say 80%. You know, I still eat sugar periodically. It's, the funny thing is I don't crave it anymore. I don't even want it. So when I have it, I want to make sure it's something that I really love. It's going to mm-hmm. be a scoop of ice cream or a favorite piece of pie. And then I'm done. I may not even eat the whole thing. And it's not because I know it's bad for me. It's because I just don't want it. And so... So I'm going to piggyback something you just yeah. said, Victoria. We had a speaker. It was uh, 2020, right before COVID hit. And he went through some amazing tips, right? But um, one of, he had this analogy it's called New Start. So it was nutrition, exercise, water was an, analogy, an acronym. But when he got to the T, it stood for temperance. And he said, you need to live your life by either the 70-30 or the 80-20 rule. Ultimately, the 80-20, but start with 70-30. 70% of your life should be good, healthy stuff. Leave some room for fun. Otherwise, you begin to hate food because you're trying to live a 100% healthy life, okay, right? Yeah. Right? Um, and so even Brenda, when she comes to visit, we like to go to Condideride and have some cake. They're great slices of cake, and quite honestly, no one should eat one entire slice of cake. That's a lot of cake. So we'll get, like, two different kinds, and she and my wife and I will share two slices. And there's still some leftovers because Brenda doesn't eat that much cake. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a great tip for you. Dark chocolate, 70% cake or higher, the the cocoa level, higher than 70%, is actually an anti-cancer. Oh, wow. So chocolate, now not milk chocolate. Right. But if you take 80% dark chocolate, that actually fights cancer. Wow. So what Brenda does is she breaks it in little pieces, she takes them underneath her tongue so that it goes into her bloodstream, mm-hmm. and you get that sweetness of chocolate, right? Yeah. Uh, but to Victoria's point, if you try to live your life 100%, it's, uh, you're going to get to the point where you're going, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. So leave some room for some fun in your life. No, and I'm glad you brought that up, Baron, because that's one thing that we switch to at home is eating dark chocolate. At night, that's our treat. And sometimes there's the joke of, do you have any cake tonight? Did you make a pie? Did you? No, not, but we've got chocolate. (laughs) You know, but that's what we tend to do is lean towards that healthy things and then add some fun things in when you want to. Yeah. So the one thing that Victoria did not tell you is uh, if you go to kicking-cancer.org, again, I'll repeat our website so we can actually get a chance to go there, and there's a button on the top to donate, and those donations are so valuable for us to keep doing what we're doing. But about three-quarters of the way down that home page, there's some uh, local endorsements, and Victoria has been one of our local endorsements from the very first. And what she didn't tell you was that the cancer went back to her bones, but one of the most recent scans they don't even see the lesions on her bones anymore they're healed 
Really? Which I didn't, I didn't even know was possible. Now, that came from what the doctors tell me is the daily exercising, which Brenda was inspirational to keep encouraging me. I did the daily exercising primarily because I was sitting on the couch one day when I was um, had had treatment, chemo t- treatment, and then I had uh, Neupogen shots, which keep your blood count where they need to be so you don't, they're not low the next week and then they can't do chemo treatment because I wanted to get through that and make sure we were getting rid of that cancer. Yeah. And so um, because of that, just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I get so excited. Um, just a second here. We'll get back on track. Um, so was there anything that you yeah. want to ask her, Amanda? Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just been chatting no, away. No, you're okay. So going through your doing your chemotherapy, uh, did how did that affect you? Like, uh, did... I know you were you were like, hey, I gotta go, I gotta go do my treatment. So, because it was curing you, you were it was mm-hmm. working for you. Um, but how did it make you feel? Did it? Because um, I guess I've never really asked somebody, yeah, uh, what it put you through. You know, Amanda, it's interesting because I've cancer's not a stranger to me. I've known it since I was five. My dad really? died from Hodgkin's cancer, and so I was familiar with it, and then multiple people through the years. Yeah. I've always seen people go through cancer or chemo treatment, and they're very, they get very nauseous, they get really sick, they get gaunt, gray, mostly hair loss, depending on what kind of uh, chemicals they're using. They mm-hmm. have so many new ones now. That being said, so I knew what I was walking into. I thought I did. And they give you all kinds of medicines the night before to counterbalance anything you might potentially experience, whether it be nauseous, um, it will just anything like that. I just stick with the nausea. So anyway, it's so funny. I think back on it again. I don't remember being sick or feeling sick. So I would have my treatments on a Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and I specifically scheduled them then so I could continue working. My goal was to stay working every single day, knowing that may or may not be a possibility, but that was part that was of my goal. fight. Yeah. Yep. And so I would go at Wednesday afternoon. That gave me Thursday, Friday to recuperate. Um, the thing is, Wednesday afternoon, I'd go home and just relax, you know, have a nice calm evening, back at work on Thursday, and I never felt, I never got nauseous. If I did get a little tiny bit nauseous, I had a little trick of eating Lay's potato chips. Really? Sounds odd, but for me it worked. Okay. It's the fat and the salt, and you let it melt in your mouth, and it just, it counterbalanced the nausea. Okay. So did that, and worked Thursday, Friday, you know, relaxed over the weekend, just rested, and I just don't remember feeling nauseous or anything. What really happened, the Neupogen shots that counterbalance your blood cells, they say side effects will be joint pain, muscle aches, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So the first weekend when we did the shots, you get two different days of shots, and I would have the treatments of shots sitting on the sofa, and all of a sudden, oh, my bones are just aching. And so my husband said, well, get up. We're gonna, I said, why? He said, we're going to do some squats. I said, what? I don't want to <laughs> do like, squats. You're like, I don't feel good. Yeah, I don't feel, I don't want to do those. And I knew I wasn't going to get out of it. So I looked at him and I smiled. I, I humored. I thought, okay. He said, I'll do them with you. I said, okay. So we stand up and I start doing squats. And he said, further down, I said, I'm just tears at this point are streaming down my face. And it's not from pain and it's not from the squats. It was because I was having to do them under those circumstances. So we did 10. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're going to do five more. And I'm like, no. Done? He said, okay, that's enough. We go sit down. We're watching a movie. Stops the movie. All of a sudden he says, do you realize what you haven't done in the last 30 minutes? And I said, no. He said, you've not complained once. Oh my gosh, it works. 
So I realized from that moment forward, exercise worked for a lot of reasons. So yeah. I didn't stop every day, 30 to 30 to 60 minutes, and it, it just kept me where I needed to be. Okay. We're down to less than a minute. Okay. But I want to quickly go back to something that Victoria said. She mentioned a vision that I had back then of doing a march on Washington, D.C. Every year we do a love and run. This year's love and run is August 13th, and we are in the Kaiser Parade. Okay. So we're going to start small and grow, but our goal is to have a bunch of people marching in the parade. So join us at love and run. Go to kickin-cancer.org, hit the events button, and register. And, and be with us when we do the walk. Yeah, absolutely. I know KSLM will be there too, and we'll be live. So we'll have to, after the parade, bring you on air as well. Yeah. That'll so, be and fun. our goal next year is to march on Salem's capital. We okay. want to bring 1,000 people to march on Salem's capital. So we're just one step at a time. But we eventually will march on Washington, D.C. Hey, you got to take those baby steps to get there. So I love it. All right. So really quick, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Osmos Pizza. We'll be back next Saturday. As, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.